Happy with that one? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. All right. Uh, I'm going to try to remember to tell people what the fucking show is this time. Okay, that's uh, great. Because that, that was a great idea last time. It was like, hey, that we should great. explain what the show We're is. We're getting better at this. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for choosing Pilot Program. We ask that you please fasten your seatbelts and put your tray tables in the upright and locked position. Enjoy your flight. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. If you can use some exotic booze, there's a bar in far Bombay. Come on and fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away. Come fly with me. Uh, good afternoon, passengers. This is your Captain Chase Kenneke speaking. The date is June 26? 26th. 7th? No, it is. Damn it. Uh, June 27th, 2023. Uh, it's 86 degrees out here in St. Louis. Uh, there's it's a spicy also an, one out there. There's also an air quality alert. Thank you, Canada, uh, for your, your lingering wildfires. I mean, I, I don't think it's Canada's fault that their country's on fire, but... We I think there are oil reserves that they pumped and sold to other countries, so it could be partially Canada's <laughs> fault. Okay. I think I think climate change is sort of a humanity. <laughs> everyone's fault. Yeah, everyone's yeah. at fault. Right, right. Um, how, how about how about you, Pierce, my my good co-pilot? We talked yeah. about this this thing two episodes ago, maybe just last episode. Yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. We had the same thing out east. Um, uh, during the Diablo 4 release, I don't know if right. you saw some of those yeah. images. Uh, with their, that's called uh, viral marketing. Spurs. That's yeah. that's what that is. <laughs> yes, uh, Blizzard, Activision Blizzard set fire to the Canadian wilderness and it wafted down here just so they could promote Diablo 4, which is a video uh, video I game mean, that is very good. So, Sony sacrificed a goat, kinda for God of War. Did they? How? How? I don't think what? I don't think they actually sacrificed the goat, but they brought the goat out and they act like acted like they were going to do a sacrifice. For, it was for like God of War one or two. All right, so this is and the it was also Jaffe in Europe. Years sort of thing. Yeah, okay, sure, sure, sure. It was also in uh, Europe. I don't think they could what are we talking about? <laughs> we're talking about the weather. In, uh, oh yeah, in, I hate this part Coast. of this. There's a lot of things I hate about this podcast, but why don't you explain to? Uh, the all right well if you are if you're a new listener to pilot program one we talk about the weather in our respective areas of the country and two we watch the first episode at all. <laughs> i you know what i think it'll be very interesting if somebody goes back and listens to every episode of pilot program and sees how the climate has changed yes, this when is, the aliens this find this they will rebuild what yes. earth's uh, atmosphere is, and weather patterns were like this is real time climate uh news and and i sure. think somebody is going to be able to archive this and go back and go wow look at how global warming really progressed based on the episodes of pilot program it's uh, called climate change yeah i mean that's why we date these too like i that's true it's june so now, so now you know now you know uh but yes other than talking about the the current day's weather we also watch the first episodes of every television show ever made the pilots if you will Mm-hmm. And then we produce a program, if you will, about those pilots, um, a that's sort this. of pilot program. Um, that's where we got the name. That, yeah, that's that's the name of the show. That's uh, that's actually uh, that's how the show was born. Really, you you thought of this name and you were like, that should be a podcast. It wasn't like you wanted to do this podcast and then came up with the name. I you came up with the name first. I don't think that's you true. advertising. <laughs> I don't. I turd. don't think that's true. I can't I think don't, of the name I, for it. <laughs> 
shill, I think is what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no, I'm, I'm pretty sure I was like, I just want to watch watch the first episodes of TV shows because it's I, I listen to a lot of podcasts that are like rewatch podcasts or, uh, hey, we're reading this book together. And that's nice. Those are fun. Uh but there is a certain thing of like, oh, okay, I guess I'm into this for 50 fucking episodes or uh, 20, right. yeah, 26 this... episodes. That's a, that's a lot. We want you to be able to dip in and out. The only yeah. cohesive narrative here is the story of our changing climate. That's true. And... That's true. Because every, every episode of Pilot Program is evergreen in that way. People can, people can sit down and listen to an episode of Pilot Program, and we're always talking about the first episode of the show, so they can just jump right in. If you, if you jumped into episode 26 of Let's Go Back to One That We've Done Before, Sailor Moon, it's like, okay, hey, on today's episode of Pilot Program, we'd have to rename the show, obviously. Um, but, like, we're going to talk about episode 26 of Sailor Moon. You'd be like, fuck, I have to go Pilot listen Moon. to the other 25. Sailor Program. There you go. I got them <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad to have if you If you like this concept, you can support us at patreon.com slash pilot program. <laughs> We don't, have, we don't uh, have a Patreon. <laughs> I'm you not can going find to Chase on Twitter. The show and is free. See if he'll send you his Venmo. I, I don't. I don't. I also don't have Venmo. Well, you are from Missouri. I don't know <laughs> if you guys have that yet. We do. We do. My all my <laughs> friends hate me that I don't have Venmo. I'm like I have PayPal, and they're like that's not the same. You can. Uh, it's, uh, okay. You know what? This is an aside. There are people out in the world oh, this just walking about. We yeah. have finally found the aside, ladies yes. and gentlemen. That's we're talking about. Uh, there are people walking around the world, people like you, that yeah. are – when someone wants to give you money, a friend, for example, yeah. and they're like, how do I pay you back? I don't have cash. And you say, well, I don't Why have Why don't you have cash? <laughs> no, because cash is full of feces and <laughs> banks take fees. Uh, so here – you know, I'll, I'll put it back on you. There's some days where I go, okay, I owe you $5. Here yeah. is five dollars. This is a, a piece of paper with Abraham Lincoln's picture on it. And they go, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm like, motherfucker, it's legal U.S. tender. You go out and buy yeah, I don't goods do that. and services You're not it. putting anything back on me. I Cash is still king. But at the same time, like, don't you just have everything? Don't you just have a PayPal and a Venmo? I have a PayPal. Why, what do you mean? You can send me money digitally through PayPal. What, what else could you possibly want? Venmo. <laughs> Why? Because it's slightly easier. I okay. Here's here's this is my old man yelling at cloud thing. Like I I'm a little worried about Venmo because it's directly attached to my bank account, whereas PayPal at least goes through my credit card, so I can stop something and say like this. Hey, this was a fraudulent charge. I don't know you why can, that makes me feel dispute, safer. Yeah, exactly. You can dispute any charge, even if it's tied to your bank account. Like sure. your whoever you bank with will reimburse you. But I just feel a little safer, like, hey, there's there's always like a layer of protection around my bank account. This is me. Small I'm surprised you even have a bank account. I thought you just put it all on the mattress down there in Missouri. <laughs> wow. You 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 were living in this state for a good chunk of your life. You willingly came it's to this state solid, to go to college uh, yep. and now and now this fucking East Coast bias down. has has grown up in you and I don't like it. I don't appreciate it and I won't tolerate it. Hey listen, M I Z Zeal you forever. Um all right. Pierce, um, last time on Pilot Program, we watched uh, Hell's Kitchen, which was sure a did. reality show featuring 
Gordon Ramsay, did you watch any more of that show? No, but I did watch some other uh, like competition shows. Okay, what'd you watch? Project Runway. Okay. RuPaul's Drag Race. Oh, well, that... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm technically not wrong. You're um, not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah, I watched that. I, I don't think I watched anything else, uh, but... I mean, very similar formulas. Uh, Yeah, for sure. Um, I also didn't watch any more of Hell's Kitchen, but that's that's because doing our research for the show uh, and also uh, how how I revealed it to you on our episode is that uh, I told you who won and I had to figure out who won. So why am I going to rewatch the show to uh, continue to see? Oh, I already know who loses next week. This is this is not useful. Like, I guess there is an enjoyment to just sitting down and watching the show, which I'm sure it could have because it was relatively enjoyable. But also, I know what happens. I've been spoiled and I don't need to watch Hell's Kitchen, so I'm not going to. Um, So instead, I watched the the show that we're watching for this week, which you've already spoiled, although it's already been spoiled because it's in the title of the podcast episode that somebody's already playing. So it's it's not a it's not a surprise. We watched RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, Happy Pride, everybody. Yeah, happy Pride. We're uh, like one of those corporations. We'll change yeah. the pilot program logo to. Actually, did I make this joke in the last we, episode? I'm just gonna stop. I don't. That. I don't think. I don't think you did. But we absolutely didn't uh, change the logo, and it's not because we don't support Pride. It's because I am lazy and I didn't make that logo. So I didn't ask my friend who made the logo to make a Pride version. Well, that's how homophobia starts, is uh, laziness. Damn. All right. Uh, well, uh, get ready, everyone, because the, the two straightest, whitest men you know are going to tell you about RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, powder keg in here. Um, yeah. Uh, hey, I'm going to say uh, right off the bat, I had a fun time. Fun time watching this show. I do. I mean, RuPaul is an absolute legend. And charisma for days. Yeah. Charisma for days. So influential, not just in the drag community, obviously like, like the queen of Queens in in Mm -hmm. the drag community, but just in terms of like fashion and culture in America. And it's so it's, it's a a pleasure to to watch him uh, on stage and her perform. Like, yeah, it's, it's, this is a important cultural document, I think um, for anyone to to experience. I agree. And and it it feels like it is at least maybe at the beginning and maybe even still now, it feels like it's out there as um, not necessarily a joke, but as, hey, this is kind of shock TV. Look at all this weird stuff that's going on in the world. But you're right. I think I think it has become more of a cultural document that that people can can look at um, and just it's a it's a safer place for people to think and experience a different kind of culture and i i think that's a good space to have mm-hmm. um what was the uh there was a new york times article uh not article uh, opinion piece that came out recently that that people were very mad about where it was um, I, I think the headline, I'm going to be paraphrasing this headline a little bit. It's I'm, I'm gay and I, it will always be weird. And, and the idea was that, Hey, in fact, gay and lesbian, uh, representation, LGBTQ legend, uh, representation is overrepresented in media. And the, the opinion piece author was saying, you know, this, this, it feels, it feels like 
our media is kind of shoving these issues down people's throats and it's it's creating this backlash that's leading to worse conditions for me to which many other people were going no fuck that those people are just being bigots uh i don't think we should have to change who we are or worry about us existing uh to appease the bigotry which i totally agree with but i think that's kind of interesting coming into watching rupaul's drag race now where where i do see that as kind of this cultural artifact continuing on to today they're they're still doing drag races um and and other in fact they're only doing more there's spin-off shows and we'll get to those things as well but um i think i think it is uh, a a good cultural document to have that and look at it and to be thinking about those kinds of um those kinds of themes and issues that are going on because they i think they still matter today in yeah fact, yeah probably I think matter I, even more with some of the some of the issues that are going on listen representation is so important in media and it's so important in creating uh new media in the future like this representation is also an investment in the future of uh entertainment and and i don't want to call content because that's so uh lifeless but hey we're making content right now baby we're making content right now right like i just like like people should watch uh rupaul's drag race and feel empowered by it and feel like that's something that they can do and they want to do and feel themselves uh, represented on that screen. Just like there are probably, you know, two white dudes in middle America thinking they can't start a podcast and then they see us do it. And, you know, I'm, I'm making light of yes, representation, we're, but like, we're, we're the true heroes over yeah. here. What, what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is that like the, the, the state of the world is very different than 2009 when this came out. Um, yeah. And maybe this this show was a little bit more. Um, maybe maybe the show was uh, kind of alone in, in that mm-hmm. there wasn't as many uh, representations of these subcultures. But I don't know if it was the the attention that's on drag right now in America is almost makes it more dangerous now than it did then it feels like sometimes yeah i I totally agree like i feel like in 2009 this this gets put on tv some some tv executive goes all right we'll put that on the air because and this is going to sound derogatory it's it's a sideshow look at this sideshow look at these here's the thing that people will tune into because they don't know anything about it it's so bombastic and weird and and uh interesting and silly that people just can't can't look away and and while i think that might have been true in 2009 and i'm not saying that that nobody came into the show with with good faith we're going to talk about the episode and i think there's a lot of people um uh, that are a part of the show that are doing it in good faith but i think there is certainly a wow look at look at this uh part of america isn't that isn't that weird and now in 2023 it's uh that that's not i wouldn't say exactly it's an accepted norm because obviously uh the exception has been uh not so great but um i i think it is it's it's less of a look at those weirdos over there and it's more of these are real people uh who have real lives and have a real culture and have a history of that culture and and that there are, are norms and uh expectations of this culture i think one of the things I put in my notes uh, is, like, you, I think you're right. I think this show was, 
let, let's talk a little bit about the premise of it yeah. and where we'll, it, we'll it, philosophize it, more as we as we go on but to, to get but some of the the quick stuff oh sorry back just, to just real quick yeah yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah. show aired on vh1 correct uh, uh, eventually it started eventually, on logo yeah. tv but it has okay. shown up on vh1 right let's not count logo tv like vh1 was wow. where it probably got uh wow i know, wow, I know. yeah that's maybe that's offensive um <laughs> let, like vh1 is where it got its wide uh, like audience, and mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think there was probably executives somewhere out there that were like, "People watch this." And I don't know. I don't agree with with this, but like, I I know that people tune into this and make money. And I think what's also so transcendent of the talent of RuPaul, not just as a drag queen, but as like a media mind, is that he like legitimizes drag and legitimizes mm-hmm. the show of it and one of the ways that was proof to me of how he did that or or, or at least how the people that worked on the show because i'm sure there were a lot of people that worked on the show including people that sold the advertisement um is the big brands that were involved in episode one of the right. show in the prize prizes southwest and- airlines absolute vodka like these are household names that are throwing their money and support behind the show um, so it's more than just a sideshow. It's it's a big business as well. And yeah, that's, that, that's interesting because I I almost viewed it, uh, viewed that part of it a little differently in that being being in a world of advertising uh, and just seeing more of that and, and having a more pessimistic view of that. I thought, oh, the only way this show goes on the air is if we have big sponsors and we get to to say we get to say them out loud that south hey good thing that southwest airlines got us all here safe and sound like oh that's that's so crass but it's the only way that you could have made this show but i like i think i think you have a really good point though is that these these big brands were also comfortable enough to to make that leap to say we're going to be on a show that's going to feel edgy and different from uh, from what's normally on television right now, and and that actually makes me feel a lot more positive about the uh, the crass commercialism. <laughs> hey, yeah, it's crass yeah. commercialism, I mean, but it's supportive to the to the people <laughs> who need it. So you know what? We're gonna call this one a draw. <laughs> I think I think what is funny is that you know uh, drag definitely started as this like subculture uh, that was a celebration of sexuality and. And uh, in in certain parts of America and, and cropped up all over the place. And then the the fact that RuPaul like not only like is the world's most famous drag queen, but also mm-hmm. RuPaul's Drag Race has so many spinoffs. It's oh, like yeah. like just this capitalism baby uh, that it's just. <laughs> I mean, this is how every subculture starts. I mean, this is like punk rock yep. uh, in the '90s, right? After 20 years after the Sex Pistols got big, like it, there wasn't any anything subversive about punk rock anymore. Um, so it it is like this is the everything under capitalism is just carried to the nth degree, and then yeah. eventually it's just a money making cow. It doesn't the the meaning is lost in, in whatever. Except for pilot say. program, we we will never bend to capitalism. Yeah, that's that we why we don't have make Patreon, money. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's the one hundred percent of the reason why we don't have a Patreon. We don't want to corrupt ourselves with all the power and money that we exactly. would get if we did. Uh, all right. Yes. Uh, how about how about twenty minutes into the episode, Pierce? I tell the fine folks what. <laughs> what RuPaul's Drag Race actually yes, please. is about. Yeah. Um, so as Pierce alluded to, RuPaul's Drag Race first aired on February 2nd, 2009 on Logo TV. 
um, the showrunner slash creator RuPaul Charles, uh, Fenton Bailey and Randy Barbato. Uh, I couldn't find anything about either of those last two names, but obviously RuPaul has quite a bit that you can look into um, what, what RuPaul's whole deal is. Um, so let's get into the premise here. RuPaul's Drag Race is a reality competition show where nine contestants compete in a number of challenges to crown America's next drag superstar. I did air quotes. Nobody can see the air quotes, but I did them because um, that's that's the thing they say in the show. Uh, these challenges range from personality driven to creative to even a bit athletic. Uh, RuPaul is there to provide commentary and guidance throughout. And after the challenges, RuPaul and his judges and guest judges deliberate. And then RuPaul makes this final decision on which one will sashay away and be eliminated. So like like we did last time with uh, Gordon Ramsay, there's not really a cast exactly to talk about that uh, there are there are definitely the the contestants that we'll talk about a little bit more but the show is yeah. the show is all about RuPaul so let's just focus on who RuPaul is where they got their start and um what's what's going on with RuPaul now so RuPaul um I'm I'm going to very much struggle on the on the gender pronouns on this one. Yeah, I think I I think uh, I I was thinking about this as well. Like we're going to do our best with the pronouns. We might make mistakes. Uh, We apologize. This is all coming from a place of uh, respect and 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 um, like a a desire to do well. I think we'll try our best to um, refer to the pronouns that they themselves in the show refer to themselves which is broadly when they are out of costume the contestants refer to them by he him pronouns and when they're in costume they refer to themselves by she her pronouns so we might mix it up here and there but we're going to try to adhere to that yes uh so so when i say that rupaul's initial mainstream breakout was was his studio album um that's what wikipedia uses you got it yeah you got it you got to help me out on some of these um so his uh, his mainstream breakout was the 1993 studio album Supermodel of the World, featuring the song Supermodel uh, parentheses You better work. You better work. You yep. better work. And that song gets work played it. in this uh, in this first episode. You you bet your ass. Um, that song peaked at 45 on the Billboard Hot 100. So pretty pretty big song. Um, and especially and really... when Billboard meant more. Sure, absolutely. Uh, and and I think really catapulted RuPaul into uh, a stardom that you didn't see with other drag queens, obviously. Um, he then became a spokesperson for Mac Cosmetics in 1994 and hosted his own show on VH1 in 1996, appropriately named The RuPaul Show. Hey, yeah. we haven't had one of those in a while. A couple episodes. No, yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's been a bit. It's nice to have it back. Um RuPaul has, in fact, put out a total of 15 studio albums. I, you know, too many. What? that's too many I, uh, albums, RuPaul. Sorry. <laughs> here's, here's the thing I learned. I, I didn't even I didn't even know RuPaul was a singer. I didn't know that's I didn't know, like, that's where it came from. Obvi- I knew the drag, obviously, like that's sure. that's there. Yeah, but I, yeah. uh, I didn't even know that uh, Supermodel You Better Work was his song. Um, so that. It's all, it's all kind of new to me, uh, but it's very cool. I, th- I think that's great. And and it's not just, hey, you're famous for being a drag queen. It's you're famous for being a drag queen and a singer and a Billboard top 100 singer. That's that's pretty cool. Um, plus all the media mogul stuff that you've got going on as well. Um, other appearances. He's appeared on Saturday Night Live. He guest starred in 1993 on uh, Charles Barkley's episode <laughs> with Nirvana where... as the host or the, as the um, musical guest. Yeah. 
and and he was in drag then um and then he also hosted himself in 2020 um where i believe he did he was in drag for some of it and out of drag for for other parts um uh also sister sister walker texas ranger pierce I we need to see that episode. Maybe we should do the pilot program I, episode that whatever whichever well, one we, RuPaul is on. We can't. We can't. It's season seven, episode three. And I'll tell you, um, I saw the clips at least. Uh, not oh, okay. not the full not the full performance, but um, like they're in a club, and Walker uh, is is not exactly frisking RuPaul, but uh, kind of like puts puts her against the wall, opens the purse, and he's like, "What what do you got?" in here in your little purse and rupaul says girl stuff and then he takes out a baggie of white powder and he goes oh is this girl stuff and he goes i can't remember exactly what they say but it goes oh you're you're nasty you you planted that you're you're a nasty ranger and then uh, a fight immediately breaks out and uh, rupaul jumps into a mustang with another guy and they uh do like a car chase and basically it's like a it's like a two-minute car chase and it's a lot of ADR, which we we learned about sure. on the last episode yep. of RuPaul going, oh, oh, ah, oh, <laughs> as, as, like bouncing or avoiding a semi truck or uh, just drifting across the street. Oh, my. <laughs> it's it's very silly. Um, that's the only clip that I could find, although I, I assume uh, RuPaul is is a larger part of that episode. Uh, anyway, RuPaul has also been in The Muppets. Two Broke Girls, Broad City, and guest hosted Jimmy Kimmel Live in 2021. I think that's when Jimmy... Was it when Jimmy had COVID? And they had to bring in, like, a rotating group of here are people who are going to guest host. Or, or did he have... Uh, I don't know. I know he's I, a child I, with, like, a medical condition. And maybe it was like, oh, I'm going to go take care of my child's medical condition okay. and have some guest hosts. But the, they, they've the done o- that a few times in the past. The only... I, I may have talked about this on the previous episode or talked to you about this outside of this. But the only late night talk show I've ever attended live is Jimmy Kimmel Live. Oh, did you like it? I kind of like Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, Yeah. he seems fine. Um, He's he's a lot he's a lot better when he's not on the man show, which is uh, something that I'm going to say we're probably never going to do for. That's not true. We're going to we're going (laughs) to we have to do every. Uh, you're right. We're doing show. every single television show ever made. We'll save that one for the end. How about yeah, that? That sounds great. <laughs> okay. Uh, man, <laughs> just just imagine when the heat death of the universe happens and no new TVs ever made or or, you know, maybe the WGA strike continues <laughs> so, so much that new television never gets made. And we end here which, and which we have to keep doing pilot fight program. for your rights. Also, we don't have to watch those shows. <laughs> that's, that's true. But but can you imagine, Pierce, when we <laughs> we do the show? And we literally do every other television show ever made. And then we have to get to our final three, final four episodes of pilot program, which are in order, Louie, House of Cards, <laughs> The Cosby Show, and, and then The Man Show. Those are our last four episodes, folks. <laughs> Sorry. I think that that actually, like, is the final, like, uh, uh, like stone in the pyramids. Like, once yeah. you do those episodes, the, the stone, like, opens up and then uh-huh. the aliens are beamed back down to us. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like, oh, yeah, somebody, is, somebody has put the four shows. <laughs> They've called us, the yes. four, Yeah, they put the four the shows four. in the forbidden sequence <laughs> yeah. and then we all die. Yes. <laughs> God. Anyway, yeah. RuPaul, I mean... 
we're gonna say work uh, again, but yeah, RuPaul has worked uh, for the last thirty years and, and, and in quite the spotlight. Yeah, quite consistently and in big, big moments. I, I don't know if he has had a downturn in his career uh, throughout that time. It seems like I mean, yeah, there's, kind of there's certainly been, been yeah. there's certainly been controversies. I know there's there's been um, questions about. Uh, trans people uh, participating in in drag race. I, I think he had a an interview where he said something to the effect of, "I don't I don't want trans people on the show because it's you know that's a different kind of identity from what the show is." And got some pushback. And then, um, well, he, now, he is a boomer. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but also there have there have now been multiple trans people of of both directions. Um, both styles of transitioning um, and, and some non-binary people as well who have participated in drag race. And, and so uh, he's listened. I'll give you that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he's, he has been um, huge this, this entire time. And, and, you know, we were talking about the charisma. I, I do want to point out, I, I think also in and out of performance, RuPaul has that charisma. Um, even when he is uh, identifying as a male and, and, and doing his quote unquote normal style of self, um, there's a presence. There's certainly a presence. And then in, into drag, obviously there's a presence and, and it's, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of enthusiasm <clears throat> and, uh, just like self-love. I, I kind of mm -hmm. talk about that later on that, that that's super infectious. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Pierce, would you like to give the synopsis of the pilot of RuPaul's Drag Race? I did. I, I actually edited your paragraph. I don't know if you noticed the edits. I, I didn't pay attention. Okay, well, um, I'm going to skip the uh, the cast because that's <laughs> the we the, the best way to do this is okay. to do the synopsis of the, of the pilot, and then we do the cast afterwards. Sure, go for it. Um, <clears throat> After introductions to the cast, RuPaul tells the contestants they'll be doing a Paris Hilton-style photo shoot with a car, two shirtless hunks, and a lot of water. After splashing around, the guys take off their makeup. The contestants take off their makeup and costumes so they can meet their out-of-drag selves. The next challenge consists of making an outfit using thrift store clothing and dollar store junk. The contestants build their looks and then display it on the runway for RuPaul and his panel of judges. The judges pick out the best and the worst from the competition. Akasha and Victoria are nominated for elimination. And after a final lip sync duel, RuPaul eliminates Victoria from the show. All right. Now, would you like to talk about the contestants? Sure. H happy to. Um, I, I also think this is very interesting that they when they are doing the introductions, when they're first coming into this kind of dressing room area that they that they do a lot of their um, uh, scenes in. They all are first get introduced as their drag selves. They they come in. They they, have... they meet each other as their drag selves. Yeah, and, and in fact, it's it's kind of interesting after watching Hell's Kitchen that they kind of get to do their quote unquote signature dish here. This is I've gotten to take <laughs> as much time as I wanted to to get this right. Like this is yeah, my this is the true. best uh, this is the best uh, introduction of me that you can get. Um, and then it's okay. Well, now we're going to dump water on you. Now we're going to make you uh, build your own dollar store crap um, outfit. Uh, but you get a you get a moment where like this is you to shine. This is this is all you. And 
so they get to come in and then there's also talking heads because this is a reality show. Of course, there are talking heads and the talking heads are them out of drag. And when they're out of drag, almost all of them. In fact, I think it is all of them say they're they're out of drag name. Uh, and then what their their drag performers characters name is, uh, their drag identity is, and then the show kind of at least at least for the rest of this first episode, maybe it gets into it further in in later episodes, but they rarely call themselves uh, Brian or Jorge or Javier. It's it's always Chanel or Nina, uh, Rebecca as as they go on. Um, so I just found that kind of kind of interesting that there is that context at the beginning of you kind of get to see both versions and we're going to tell you both names. But now they're in drag. So we're only calling them their drag names because that's what makes sense. That is, that is true. I think there there's also like a we talked about it on the Hell's Kitchen episode uh that I thought there was something unfair about some of the competitions and what you said, which I didn't notice is 100% true. And that when we meet all of these drag Queens, they have had unlimited time to prepare themselves for this meeting. And so they are in their best selves and you can see it in some of the competitors, like some of them, the second competitor of the show. So the first, first one that comes out is Chanel. His name's Brian from Las Vegas. Um, and he's, he's got zebra pants, uh, chaps with, with no, with at the ass hanging out. It's all out there for everyone to see. Sure. Um, and look, stere- stereotypical, prototypical drag queen. Looks great. Uh, then the next one is Nina flowers who has like this, this like almost like flock of seagulls style mohawk that's like a big wave and has um this this face paint slash mascara that that goes into like these tiger eye uh things um and is super dolled up and he he even mentions when he when he gets there oh yeah i woke up at 6 a.m this morning to do this um so you are right like he took he took some time to to get ready, yeah. which then is interesting that for the for the next competition or not the after the photo shoot and when they when they go into the dollar store crap stuff, it's hey you only have like you have to start at nine a.m. Uh, to to get your costume together and to do your makeup. You only have an you, hour and a half, right? You don't get the the four six hours or whatever it took you to to do the stuff you have to do this do this quick um so everybody is eventually on a, li- a level playing field but here they they do get to kind of strut their stuff as as much as they want um so get, getting through this nina flowers um male name jorge flores is from denver we've got rebecca glasscock um and she amazing oh, she amazing ex- name she accentuates the exact uh exact um <laughs> Syllable, syllable that you you, yeah. that you assume she would uh that's javier he's from Flor- fort lauderdale uh angina yep yep ryan um that's ryan he, yep. he he explains uh why his, judges didn't uh, like the name yeah his his like la- his middle name is ong and and uh, i think he says god uh forgot to give me a certain gina so that's my name now like, all right good. yeah you yeah. do you uh, Victoria Porkchop Parker. That's victories oh. from Raleigh, North Carolina. Um, Akasha. Victoria. I was really rooting for Victoria. Yep. Me too. Me too. Uh, Akasha, uh, male name Eric, is from Cleveland. We have Tammy Brown. That's Keith from Los Angeles. Uh, Jade, who is David from Chicago. 
and Bebe Zahara Benet, which is Nia Marshall Coudy Noir, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, and he's from Minneapolis, but he is from uh, West Cam- Africa. Yeah, I, I think uh, RuPaul consistently calls her Cameroon during the yes, uh, I believe you are right. Photo shoots. Uh, so yeah. those are our uh, that's nine, right? Yeah, nine contestants. Um, yeah, I think uh, it, it was that that first introduction was a lot of fun because. Um, and I I talked about this in the notes also in that I feel like so many other reality shows um, basically build a cast that have archetypes that you can kind of identify over time. Mm -hmm. One's the meek person that's going to get bullied a little bit. The other person is the bully. There's the the masculine person. There's the feminine person. There's the, um, they always have like a token gay person in the show and the, in the, in the, the token uh, uh, person of color. And, this one, like everyone was so confident in that first uh, scene and mm-hmm. they're sniping at each other and it's just like good riffing, but also so empowering right away where they even the, the um, in the cutaways to the in the interviews, the talking head interviews, they talk about not in a like not no one says like, what does drag mean to you? But they say it in, in, in their own way, which is. Whether I'm in drag or out of drag, I'm the character. I'm an entertainer. Um, I do. I can do things as Victoria that I can never do as Victor. Yeah. Or Ryan slash uh, Anjana. I want to learn their names so I can say goodbye to them each week. Like it's such a. It's so like. What I said was confidence over and over again. But then at the end of the episode, RuPaul uh, says, "Like if you can't love yourself, like how how do you think you can love someone else?" And yeah. that's when I realized, like, oh, this is actually just a self-love thing. This isn't. It's not just confidence because confidence can dip into arrogance. This is them being like a part of the culture, being so empowered in their own like uh, ethos, soul, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, uh, and so that like they. Like, yeah, when I'm in drag, I'm fucking queen of the world and bow down to me. And I love that because it's nine people that are just like that. And it's so much fun to watch in that first. I almost wish the episode had more of that because I think it gets away from it later on. And for as catty and snipey as it is near the beginning and i mean hey there's there's all there's plenty of that as as the episode goes on and i'm sure as the show goes on i think you are right i think the the cattiness and snipiness is almost more uh, an extension of that performative nature and and it does get back to the to the rupaul saying of like loving yourself and and that being what really matters and i think there is a certain level of support. Um, I mean, it's still a competition. These these people are, are competing against each other and they're trying to win. And um, but but there also does seem to be, hey, we're all we're all kind of in this together. And and I think that's that's kind of nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, so so, so the, then the first I mean, RuPaul, I think, speaks over a video. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah. And, and so they unlike uh, <laughs> unlike Hell's Kitchen, RuPaul doesn't show up right away but then shows up during the photo shoot which is the first con- which is the first challenge well, it's, it's kind of both misremembering uh, this? Okay. So, so rupaul in drag shows up on the video screen and oh, that's right. okay. and explains kind of what's going on and then rupaul out of drag comes out and addresses them and then explains what the challenges are going to be and here's the world famous photographer that we have who's going to do this style of shoot um 
And I don't I don't think they actually say it's going to be the Paris Hilton style shoot. But this is 2009. This is when the Hardys commercial more or less came out. I think that was <laughs> yeah. in like what was I, I wrote it down when 2005. So that, yeah. that commercial came out in 2005. The the Carl's Jr. one where Paris Hilton is is on that black car and washing the car and also eating the big burger and it, taking taking the piss out of everything. Yeah, yeah and, it was a cultural moment, I think, is too yeah. generous <laughs> <laughs> fair fair enough um but it was still uh in the minds of people in 2009 so that was kind of the whole recreation of that slash the just the whole muscle car magazine where we have hot women on the on the hoods of these cars and here's the big hunks with them to um, show them off um before we get into that pierce i i guess i just kind of want to get some context of of what uh, background do you have with with drag at all? Have you have you seen a show? Do you know somebody? What's your what's your kind of history with this? Yeah, I don't think I've ever been to a show, but I've been around drag queens because I've been to gay bars. Um, sure. And like I have a, <laughs> a bunch of my friends are gay. Um, mm-hmm. And so like I've been to um, gay bars where it's not like a show necessarily, but it's like, hey, some drag queens are here and they're gonna they're gonna sing and it's gonna be in the corner it's not like a whole thing essentially um right. it's not a party essentially um and and like i know i know drag queens professionally and um you know i know people who i know people out who i know people outside of their drag personas who do drag uh on the side so like I don't know. I feel like I'm familiar with drag yeah. in terms of like the um, the subculture and like the hobby of it. Um, and then, but like I don't. I've never been to a drag show mostly because I don't really like karaoke, and I, there's like a lot of lip singing involved. Sure, yeah. um, and but like I like I'd rather go. <laughs> I'd rather go to a gay bar and like. I don't know, hang out with a drag queen than have to do the karaoke thing because karaoke is embarrassing to me. I don't care I, if you're straight or gay or in drag. I, karaoke is bad, no matter the type of person. This is, what, this is what's actually going to get us canceled. But yes, I think I think karaoke is a scourge upon the earth that should be eradicated. Um, this is certainly in America, it is. It's, like, it's I can't so believe uh, have, have I told you my, my karaoke story? I don't know if I want to hear it because it's really hard for me to even hear karaoke <laughs> stories. But please tell me. It's the it's the one and only time I've tried karaoke. Um, I was I was with some some friends in college, and they wanted to go out to this bar and do it. And I, All right, I I don't really like it, but I'll go with you. Uh, and the whole night it was oh you should go up and sing something oh you should go up and sing something I, was like, I really don't want to this isn't this isn't fun for me I don't want to do this we don't talk enough about the peer pressure involved in karaoke it's, it's terrible uh, and then uh, this this girl who I was a little bit sweet on I'll, I'll admit uh, she said I'll go up and go and do it with you we can we can do a duet uh, and I'm like okay that's sure that that takes a bit of the pressure this is off your end, yeah and and also this is my end where it's say hey, we did that fun karaoke why don't we kiss each other or whatever um <laughs> that's that's exactly how it would go down um and we went up and we sang um don't you want me baby which has which has kind that's, of like a guy who a guy picked part that song and a girl was part. it you or her 
I can't remember. I can't remember who who picked it. I probably would have liked <laughs> whoever it. Whoever picked like, it was giving off some vibes, dude. <laughs> I, I like. I, I love '80s music. I think. Uh, I think that's great. So, I, and hey, it's a song that a guy and a girl have a verse on. So that's great. Um, so we're starting, and I'm singing uh, the guy's parts first, and then uh, then it's the chorus. And as the chorus is going on, she kind of looks at me and goes, "I sorry, I can't do this," and she walks off. My God, you've just had some. It's the most traumatic horrible. experience in my entire <laughs> life. I've had some shit happen, but that is the most traumatic experience of my entire life. And so now I'm going, what? Hey, what? Oh and my I'm God, Chase! I've known you a long time. I've never now, heard this story before. And now the the woman's part is is going on, no. and I'm not singing to it. Obviously, I'm trying no. to figure out what the fuck is you gotta happening. You got to sing to it, dude. <laughs> and. I don't. I honestly don't even remember what happens next. If I if I tried to like give a, a token performance of the rest of it, or if I just kind of bowed out to, I I cannot remember. Um, I, it, I I was traumatized, and I will never ever do karaoke again. I can't. You can't make me. You won't. It won't. I won't. It's uh, yeah, it's uh, but anyway, not not every drag show has like a karaoke. So, yeah, but there not. there is a lot it's, of lip syncing, and it's, it's a just large not, part of the culture. Yeah, I I, I think. <laughs> Like I love the the fashion aspect of drag. Um, I think if it was a situation where it's like this is a fashion show, and it's more like RuPaul walking down the runway, I'm there. Yeah. Sign me up. Uh, so you you certainly have more uh, exposure to drag than I do. Um, I've I've never been to a show. I I can't say that I know uh, a, a, a drag queen personally, either in or out of uh, uh, character. Um, the, the best I can do, which I'll admit is, is not enough. Uh, the best I can do is that I remember watching a documentary for my documentary film class in, in college. That was, uh, the 1990 film Paris is burning, which is an excellent documentary. People should go watch it, but it, it talks about the, the New York city drag scene in the, in the eighties and earlier. And it's more kind of about the history of drag and, and why these people do it and what they get out of it. And also the backlash to some of that. And, and a lot of it is about how these people are, are really down in their luck or they they uh, they let their parents know that they were a drag queen and, and got ostracized, ostracized from their their family and their friend groups and dealing with violence, um, dealing with drug addiction. There's there's a lot of stuff that goes on in that. It's a fantastic documentary. Again, people should watch it. But that's. That's kind of what I know, which is a much more serious version of uh, drag than what what RuPaul's Drag Race is, which is more about having fun and making this um, not not necessarily family friendly, but uh, certainly more approachable of it's not like we're, we're putting on the best possible side of what drag is here to show you on this 22 minute television show. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think it. Drag doesn't exist in a vacuum, and that it, right. it, there are the performers. And Victor talks about this. And Victor is one of the contestants. He's he's got to be in his forties, right? He said he started performing. He, in the he late is 80s. significantly older than the rest of the cast, and yeah. and also uh, bigger and heavier. Um, yeah, yeah, and exactly, yes, and it, different body type. But Victor talks about like being shot at, and and he's from the South. Also, he's from Raleigh, I think you said. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, and it's funny, like the he. It's not funny, but it's like it's it's interesting in that he's does this monologue, and then later on the show, some other one. It could have been 
uh, Ryan, Anjana, uh, basically, or, or maybe I think it was Akasha, um, says like, like you experience is nice and all, but like you're not, you don't know everything, and like you you're you're lacking something else. And what that what how I interpret that was like, this isn't the '80s anymore. Like, right. You're, it's you're... it's it, they, I'm going to paraphrase too, but it's something like, hey, you're lost in the sauce of, yeah. of you, you're coming to this with all this baggage and maybe yeah. it's just time for somebody with new blood to come out and, yeah. and show their stuff. And well, I think that's I, I like that line. Um, I'm really sad. We already mentioned it. Victor. Victor is the one or Victoria is the one to to be kicked off the show first. And. Uh, I think that sucks because I and, and maybe this is because I was only coming to it with the hey, I remember watching Paris is Burning. So the history of drag was more important to me than the new stuff. Um, <laughs> yeah. You just wanted them uh, to play the hits. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly right. Um, but I think that Victor added something to the cast of. Uh, like a mentorish kind of figure. I can tell you about the old days. I can tell you about how far we came. Um, I, you know, I can give you some tips on on how things how things worked. And and also, I, I liked that tension of new school, old school stuff. So it does. It was a bummer to me that we kind of immediately kick out the the person who one is of a different body type and two is is of a different era. And yeah, that's uh, at one that's... point RuPaul. Uh, uh, when this is in, when Victor's constructing his um, his second challenge costume, compares mm-hmm. it to Bette Midler, and I think that's very interesting because before there was like Charlie XCX or X C X C X. Yeah, thank you. Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, or Kim Petras, or like even like people like Tyra. Like before, a lot of other gay icons that are, exist now, like there were, like there was Bette Midler and there was Barbara Streisand and there were these stars of the seventies and sixties and eighties that, um, some of that history is lost. And like Victoria brought a different style to this that I think would have been cool to see later on in the season. And that it was almost like a, uh, golden age of Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, vibe sort of thing. And, and so the, the, while the first challenge is a, a photo shoot, the second challenge is a, pro- a more traditional fashion uh, competition show challenge in that they have to construct a costume out of thrift store clothing and, and dollar store items. And Victor didn't know how to sew. And so... Which also is a little surprising to me. It's like, which man, is, you've been in the game crazy. this yeah. long and that's and that's not something you learned? Uh, he's like, I can sew a button. I was like, damn, you should probably know a little bit more about yeah, that see, like, it feels uh, like like really I, important listen, to the culture. season one but at the same time like you're kind of going to a competition <laughs> show that's about uh performance like uh, maybe brush up on that. anyway i i will give you uh this this context that uh victoria victor has has gotten um a lot of uh, a lot of love after the show oh, and cool. has okay. has kind of this title of yeah I was the first the first one ever kicked off a of drag race and, yeah. and kind of uses <laughs> that and also has come back multiple times on drag race all stars or um, other seasons of drag race not not to compete but to be um, like a guest judge or somebody That's who cool. can impart some more wisdom and RuPaul has even talked about how oh yeah it's great it's great having Victor here to to give that history um that's all so so definitely seen some more success and and probably has seen more success 
based on hey i'm having that that moniker of yep first person kicked off a drag race that's that's me world world record world record pace and (laughs) and so much i mean we're watching these shows back to back and maybe that when i was going into this i was like this is a bad idea because we're just watching two competition shows back to back but i think it's both your ideas so i'll give you that they're both my ideas so it's my (laughs) bad idea but at the same time I think it is interesting to compare these two to Hell's Kitchen and RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. because they existed four years apart, for one. But also, like, what you're talking about with Victoria, she's told to sashay away rather yeah. than, like, Gordon Ramsay, who was... I, I don't even remember how he eliminates the first get, person. Get the fuck out of my kitchen. Yeah. I don't, it's I don't basically know. like, yeah. yeah, get the fuck out. Like, you're not good yeah. enough. And throughout this episode starting with the the first challenge which is like they're it's a photo shoot where they're with these two hunks in this muscle car and each drag queen basically has to be photographed and and show the sexiest and and like most charismatic photo Mm -hmm. rupaul is there cheering them on and part of the time part of the time and (laughs) and basically like is 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 a cheerleader and mentor throughout and I, th- I think, and that goes all the way into the end, like obviously with Victoria coming back in other episodes, but when like being told to sashay away is like, is like, hold your head high, but you're eliminated. And I think yeah. that's, that this whole episode is filled with empowerment. It's, a, like that. it's also just a beautiful bit of branding. Like, like you said, you can't remember what Gordon Ramsay said. And that was, you only watched that show last week. Um, yeah. So it's, <laughs> I, I, I don't remember either. And and in the grand scheme of things for for like reality television shows, I mean, I, I know like the Survivor snuff out like I, we, we took your flame, whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, that's right. I, there's like the Bachelor. Will you accept this rose kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I obviously do not endorse him, uh, but we're not. Yeah. The Apprentice there is yeah. the Apprentice you're fired is fucking iconic. Um, and then it's a horrible human being. Of course, the man can brand. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, in fact, good old Don gets mentioned in in this episode. Uh, you know, this is two thousand nine. We didn't hate him with as much passion as we do now. <laughs> um, but but RuPaul does like. Oh, you have to be an entrepreneur like Donald Trump. You have to uh, have. Uh, I, I forgot the other people. It was Oprah. It was it was Donald Trump. It was Oprah, and then there was a third, and I cannot remember who the third one was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the icons of the. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, like sashay away is a is a fantastic line that is so memorable. It's something that I, as a person who had never watched a RuPaul's Drag Race before, was aware of. It's 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 through osmosis. It's in the cultural zeitgeist in a way that uh, whatever the fuck Gordon Ramsay says uh, does not fucking matter. I'm sure he came up with a line somewhere sure. in the 21 seasons of Hell's Kitchen there are, uh, but I sure as hell don't know what it is. Um, yeah, it, it's pretty incredible. Um, we're okay. We're I feel like we're kind of going just. We're jumping around a lot. We are um, jumping around, and yeah. I feel bad about that, but also I don't care. This is fun. Um, you mentioned RuPaul being there for the photo shoot, um, and this is this is where our notes kind of deviated at one point. <laughs> yeah. There is one of the cont- one of the nine contestants. Her name is Tammy Brown. That is uh, Keith from Los Angeles. And when when she first walks in, um, she has uh, a makeup style that is 
very different from everybody else's and the clothes that she wears very different from everybody else's and gets some eyebrow raises from the other contestants and one of them even mentions like yeah she's creepy she she looked yeah. at me and like every time i look at her she's looking right back at me and she gives me a wink and then Blatant they show they show the wink yeah. and and the wink is uh it, it is there's no other word for it it's creepy it's a creepy wink yeah. um and she's kind of got like this southern style bell thing going on but also just it, it's it's different. It's, it's to me. Different. To me, it was that the eyebrows needed work. Uh, yes, the, the eyebrows somebody are, are even slightly mentions, too thin. Somebody and, even yeah. mentions Keith's eyebrows when they come out of drag. They're like Keith, yeah. Keith got which some are, fucked up eyebrows, which are <laughs> yeah, which are in major contrast to uh, yeah Tammy's eyebrows, yeah. which is also kind of weird. <laughs> but so, so my my point here is they they announced the first competition. This is the the car shoot car uh, photo shoot and Tammy's the first one up and she goes out there and she's wearing kind of this more traditional dress, conservative style dress. Uh, she doesn't have her ass hanging out like some of the other contestants do um, out and proud with, with a lot of them. But she's like, I'm kind of going for this conservative look. But also I got these wild fucking eyebrows that are going over over all over the place. And RuPaul is not out there for this one. And there is kind of I, I feel like the editing of the show makes it so, hey, the, they're they're all weird, but like this is the weirdo of the group, right? Like she's the she's the one who just feels off. And I I wrote that it seems like she's kind of the butt of the joke, and and I think that's probably too harsh um, thinking about it more. But there definitely is. Hey, she's just kind of smiling, and it's not really working. And then at one point, just one of the guys dumps a big bucket of water on her head, and it's like, ha ha, she she got wet. And and then um, it just it just doesn't it doesn't seem like it's working, and it, it's kind of edited to be like, yeah, this one isn't working. And then RuPaul the immediately comes out with the next contestant and goes, hey, it's it's her turn now. And then RuPaul's there for the rest of the contestants and has witty things to say and is helping and like oh try this pose or try that or oh yeah you're working it and it's like damn you really just shafted tammy and well she's i think supposed what you're to saying be like this outcast yeah but i don't think it's that rupaul was like in his trailer and then they they're like we need to get 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 ru out here i think it was more like the editing which you're talking about and that they're they are trying to do some sort of archetypes in there like if victor is the old fat one then mm -hmm. Tammy is the the creepy one, yeah. And, yeah, and maybe it's not as uh, obvious as some other reality shows. But you're right. I, mean, I didn't notice that at first, but you okay. You I mean, as as a person who has been on video shoots before, and sometimes uh, you you see something and you go, oh yeah, that's something we need to fix. Um, or it's we did this one way and now that we have the knowledge, OK, here's how we can do it better. And so I, I truly do think it was, you know, not necessarily RuPaul in the trailer, but uh, RuPaul just wasn't there. Like, oh, this is something they can do without me and we'll we'll work on this other thing while this is going on. And they did the first one and they realized, damn, this uh, this just doesn't have a lot of life to it. 
and what if we tried being silly and dumping water on Tammy and seeing if that if that makes a difference? And no, it kind of kind of was still boring. Um, and like, hey, call call the, call 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 the truck. Uh, get yeah. get get RuPaul <laughs> out here to to say some funny lines and get pe- people people are watching the RuPaul's Drag Race, not the Drag Race with people I don't know. Let's get let's get the important one out there to make to make the jokes. Um, and it it helps. It honestly helps because whether it's it whether does. it was it intended or not, yeah. but it does change the energy. It does have RuPaul out there, and you go, yeah, okay, they're having fun now. Everything's going great, and it made me feel like Tammy just got shafted, which also was very weird to me that Tammy wasn't even one of the ones who got uh, nominated to uh, be eliminated because it went so poorly for the first challenge. Well, this is what I this is my complaint with Hell's Kitchen as well is that the challenge like barely had an impact on it like the judges in the second they almost challenge never mentioned the the photo shoot yeah, you're they right like, they all turn to the right to where the tv is and they look at the the photos from that photo shoot but it's not like they got gained an advantage in the next challenge or anything yeah yeah yep. uh so th- that first challenge goes off they basically because the they're the two hunks are ostensibly washing this car and they get all wet as well so they need to take up all their uh, makeup and their and their costume, everything they worked hard on, and basically start over. Uh, they all get to meet everyone, meet all the other contestants outside of the um, outside of their drag personas. And so there's a little bit more like kind of casual conversation. We also get some of those. Um, I think there's some flirtiness. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's some flirtiness, flirtiness too. Of like, oh, you know, off. I could, yeah. I could, I can see being with him, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah like there's just some fun, um, yeah. and you kind of get to see them in a different light after after all the like being as dolled up as they could possibly be, and now it's okay, makeup's off. Let's let's talk as as people, uh, and then I really do like the next competition. I think it's I think it's a very smart idea for a challenge. I like the name Drag on a Dime. Not only is it like hey you gotta you gotta do something quick. <laughs> it's, it's good name. Yeah. It's hey we got we got like dime store garbage here. Like you have to you have to make something out of nothing. Um, I love I love that it just turns into a Black Friday thing when when RuPaul's like, OK, go. There's all the crap. And they all do like the Black Friday rush to all the stuff. <laughs> Immediately, somebody grabs the pool noodle and it's just like waving the pool noodle in the air. Like, <laughs> I got it. I got the pool noodle. <laughs> and um, they're, they're just going nuts. I I've seen a couple episodes of Project Runway, and this is about as Project Runway as this the show gets where you have RuPaul walking around and critiquing the the dresses in um like in uh work in, works in progress states yeah. where people can make adjustments or can talk through their their ideas um you get one one person who's like making this this black dress and and RuPaul's going like did, did, did you use any of the 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 dollar store stuff cuz like that's part of the competition is using both things if you only use if you only use half the stuff that's not that's not enough and they go oh i'll get i'll get to it i'll get to it yeah. it's like all right <laughs> I'm, classic I'm try, uh, I'm fashion show to, yeah, yeah. Like, i'm trying to tell you how to win this competition and you're just ignoring me all right whatever um and then in victor's case uh he does listen he, because they he rupaul kind of goes like yeah this this is this ain't gonna work goes, all right i'll Doesn't trash it and i'll start again um I, I think it's a, i think it's fantastic they they can build their their dresses all night their outfits all night and then the next morning they have to uh present that with with the uh judges did uh did you write down the judges names 
I didn't. Uh, I didn't either. And like I two, didn't even look them two up. Who are, you know, two they're... who are like always going to be there are like main judges, and then there was a guest judge um, who was uh, RuPaul, one of RuPaul's kind of mentor people. Um, I, I thought that went fine. I, I liked their comments. Um, and then and then it's time to make a decision. And this, yeah, is, they, this is maybe the cattiest that the, the show gets, and it's not even with the contestants. The contestants aren't even there. This is just the judges talking, <laughs> and there are some brutal takedowns. Yeah, th- there's some sick uh, burns. I think this is also, like, sort of, again, it, it's a part of the culture, but it, it just, co- because it comes across as different than Gordon Ramsay's takedowns of all the dishes in that first challenge of Hell's yeah. Kitchen. Um they are brutal, though. Like one judge says, it looks like you're going to give a twenty dollar hand job. Um, it just looks cheap. Like they're. Yeah. They, what did you I, write some of it down? To your, I, your I, I, I need to mention. I need to mention the most brutal one. It's it's the most. Uh, uh, it fe- It doesn't feel like a burn. I mean, I mean, it is. It absolutely the is. Slow burn. This is the thing you think about when you go to bed at night. Yes, sort of absolutely. It, it's not. It's not like hitting the obvious one. It's just like finding the the thing that's under your skin that will just live there forever. Um, they they say about Victoria Porkchop Parker, maybe she's too regional. Which, <laughs> damn, damn. I just is like, yeah, maybe those maybe those weirdos in Raleigh are into that kind of shit, but that ain't gonna play <laughs> nationwide. And like, fuck, that's. That is there is so something sort vicious. of yes. Yeah, there, there's something fat phobic about it. It's it's a little a way, fat phobic. It's yeah. also a little southern phobic. Yeah. Uh, like a little yeah. The, those Hicks in Raleigh, you know, I yeah. don't know what they're into. You know, they're out fucking their dogs or whatever. Um, th- that's how I read it. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure there are very good people in Raleigh. I've I've been to North Carolina once and it was quite nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've been to Boone, North Carolina, and they were very Ooh. nice to me. Um, I, I was at Chapel Hill. I, I toured the university, so it was it was, uh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah. Anyway, mm, um, almost a strong word, but yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, this second, so the, they w- one of the things I will say about this challenge that I liked is that there was while the f- the first one was more, it almost felt like it was supposed to be shocking in that it, it was hypersexualized. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could well, almost also like, just hey, you dolled yourself up as much like oh, you spent six yeah, hours we're going, working on the exactly, makeup. Yeah, we're yeah. immediately dumping water on you because fuck yeah. you, everybody. Like, everybody's yeah. going to get wet. Everyone's going to look silly because we don't care. Yeah. Um, and I like, I kind of liked that. I like that. Yeah, but the the second challenge was to me it was subversive because they were using thrift store items and um, and dollar store things, but it was like to me the items that they had available to them were traditionally like heterosexual clothing and, and cis uh, clothing. So uh, mm. I thought it was just kind of interesting. And, and like, you can see a lot of the Queens were like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? Yeah. Like, this yeah. isn't, this is the opposite of what I'm <laughs> How am I supposed to, to incorporate plaid? Like, what? yeah. yeah. <laughs> what would I do with this? And, and, um. and the, res- the results of it, of the competition were, wide-ranging very wide-ranging there was sort of like a flapper 
thing. There was a uh, mm-hmm. the punk rock one. Nina's was my favorite by far. Absolutely, uh, Nina. Nina. I, Nina's fantastic. Nina was uh, my immediate favorite. Uh, killed it on on both challenges. I thought, but but yeah, you're right. Like there was there was one of where it's like okay, they just made the shortest uh, piece of black cloth they could make, um, and and even the judges like, damn, where's the rest of that dress? Um, or like, yeah, you 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 only just got a couple of scraps of black cloth. That was the whole. Yeah. That was all you did. You didn't use anything. Yeah else and like yeah i don't know fuck it this is what i look like uh I'm like all right whatever um, or the or uh, it was akasha i think that um used the the tinfoil the barbecue uh yes. tinfoil yeah and they were like we can tell that's barbecue tinfoil like this is yeah. you didn't like uh like spruce well, that, it up that, in any way it was, it that was the same bad. one it was like oh you have the oh yeah it was little, the yeah, little yeah, black yeah. dress you can it was in the bottom and... too yeah Yes, uh, but like the the one dollar store thing you you found to put on it is oh the, like this little trim of of uh, aluminum foil, uh, sure okay, uh, but yeah like the rest of it is just like a, a little a little little black dress um, that like didn't really get the spirit of the competition in yeah. Um, so they they are judged not just on the competi- on on the costume they're also judged on uh, a couple different. Um, like performance keywords. Do you mm-hmm. remember what they are? Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. There were charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Okay. Um, which I love. They're just vague enough that, that you can be interpreted in any way you want, but also sure. like there's much more to this performance than just like if you're a good sewer. And I think so all of them come out and they all, they one by one and they each have a different kind of style, but our heartthrob Victoria, like just didn't have it. On like one, Victor didn't know how to sew, which okay, first knock against you, mm-hmm. but like Victoria out there clearly did not have the same confidence that she had when she walked in at the beginning of the episode, and that's what bummed me out. It was yeah. like you are a great like character on television, and you deserve to be there, and you're obviously talented in what you do, but like the first challenge is sort of like the uh the type disadvantage <laughs> in pokemon words yeah I, I i thought i thought she did quite well in the first one of like really going for it and, and in the in the, in the photo shoot yes head. but yeah, not the in photo the shoot. even one. even yeah. when she's like hey i'm i'm just gonna take advantage there's two hot guys around me i'll yeah i'll go with that and like yeah okay cool yeah good on you yeah. uh but yeah you're right in in the second challenge it was it was pretty obvious that that she was the worst um in, in that in that challenge in the and performance that's why she got in there yeah, yeah. Uh, so one of the things that I actually really like as a as a game mechanic here from the from the reality show side is that they pick out five people from from the group and they pick out both the best and the worst of the group to be to be mentioned um, and then the other four contestants is like oh yeah you guys were just kind of mid so you guys get to be fine like just just go away we, we don't want to talk about you now um so the show is is just doesn't care about the middle ground it only wants the extremes and i kind of like that of, yeah. of just the yeah. show continuing to be as extra as possible by saying we want the worst and we want the best and we're going to talk about them here anybody who is just kind of fine get out of our faces we don't want to look yeah. at you <laughs> um and so the the five that get called out are nina nina flowers uh angina akasha victoria and rebecca and um, 
they they say Nina, you're you're the best. Which we were like, yeah, duh. Like ob- obviously, Nina was was far and Such away the best. Rocker, yeah. uh, and I think Angina was also like, you were also one of the best. So like you two, you two. Were <laughs> I hated her dress. Fine. I thought it was. Just, <laughs> I was yeah, not into that. yeah, um, I could see that. I, and and also, I wanted Angina to go home in the first. Uh, some more devastating judge stuff of like i thought he looked like a little boy and like nothing nothing you nothing you did uh made me feel like you were anything but a little boy and like you know what for for a person who is a drag queen here the whole idea is i'm portraying a woman um to be told that you look like a little boy seems fucking devastating right yeah. It's like the whole point is to is to not is to present femininity. And when somebody goes, eh, I don't know, boy, and like, fuck. <laughs> um, so. So, yes, the the two the two that are on the chopping block are Akasha and Victoria. Um, and then I'll tell you, on the other hand, here's here's a bit that I didn't like um, for the game mechanic for a for a reality show is. Okay, we've already done all our judges' deliberations. We obviously know who we're going to send home. Um, I, I do like that RuPaul goes like, yeah, you're all talking, but basically it's, the decision is mine. You guys don't really matter. You're just kind of informing me, but I make the finals. This is my fucking show. I'm like, good, yeah, good on you. Um, but they bring him back out. Obviously, RuPaul's already made the decision at this point, taken, taken everything in. And then they go, but... What if you both just lip sync? You're going to work or uh, you better work um, and just see. Let's just see if it changes anything. And it obviously doesn't like Victoria. And, it, and it's uh, it's RuPaul's song. It's too. RuPaul's like, fucking song. Ever the capitalist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and and yeah, Victoria uh, kind of stumbles around the stage. Akasha, I don't think did a much better job, but but you know at least did better went for and, it a little bit more yeah and and then rupaul's like yeah no it's victoria it's like yeah yeah you didn't even have to do this did you just need like another 20 seconds of footage that uh like hey we're, we're 20 seconds short on the episode i don't know fuck have them links lip sync i don't fucking care i don't um, know i think <laughs> this was a part like we haven't seen any other episodes of yeah rupaul's drag race I, uh but uh, and like, it's certainly possible that they bring it back and that it's a core part of the show i'll just tell you that on this first episode it felt uh it felt out of place and it felt unnecessary uh outside of hey remember the rupaul song uh we should we should play the rupaul song because rupaul's here uh which is fine uh, that song the song's good the song, it's, it's a good song it's, it's rupaul show you want, you want to uh, make some extra money here RuPaul? <laughs> i guess get at it uh, but but yes, so we we did mention Victoria is the one to be eliminated, and how disappointed we are at that. Um, did you did you similar to Hell's Kitchen? Did you look into who wins? No. Uh, can I guess who wins? Absolutely, I would I would love for you to take a guess. Who do you think wins? Is it Nina? It's not Nina, and it hurts ah. me to say Nina is in the final two, but Nina okay. does not win. Um, who does she lose to. She loses to a person who didn't make an impression at all in this episode. That is, uh, Bebe Zahara Benet uh, oh, yeah. is is the one who who ends up winning. Um, I, I think what's really interesting, though, and and we're moving on into the to the legacy portion of our of our podcast. So, Pierce, any any last things you want to say before we move into that section? No, I know it we're was already fun. over an hour, yeah, so you're know, you're itching to get out. I of am here. a pumpkin now. Um, <laughs> no, it, it's a fun show. Like I. You know, I I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that I w- was watching a little um, Project Runway. My wife was watching it, and she <laughs> she has this weird thing where she can't um, watch anything from like a 
prior to a certain year, and so she's watching like a 2015 season. She wanted is, is to watch this, the first episode. Is, uh, I'm sorry, is this like a oh I can't watch anything in four by three or I can't watch anything uh, in SD quality? What's what's your wife's? Yes, I think I think it's a, a a multiple portion of that, but I think even something that's like digitally remastered, she's kind of like, okay. eh, no, that's from the 70s, not me. Because because my mom has a bit of that where she's like, oh the black bars, and it's like yes, no, it had. Yeah, <laughs> your mom is at least square. like someone who it, like grew up in a time where that was the the only way to watch television lucy i i at least understand this like listen yeah. you're you came of age in an era of age anyway she was watching project runway um last night and i came downstairs and i was just like well yeah what's this season 15 it was like 2015 random ass episode yeah. and like there is very some there's something very comforting about the format but there is also something extremely like repetitive about it and whether it's whether you're it, in turns, drag, it turns out when you're in the 15th season of a show you kind of just go through the motions well yeah but like wait like they they crack the code long time yeah. ago and whether it's a drag show or just a, a regular fashion show or some other like a makeup show like netflix has a zillion of these like the formula is there and so maybe we're going to cool it on competition shows for a little while on the pilot yeah. program. Um, but uh, this one was fun and it's, it's, it's an important piece of television. So I'm glad I, 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 I have enjoyed both reality shows that we have watched. They, they haven't been my favorite shows that we've done on the, on the podcast so far, but um, they have been fun. Uh, I'm normally not a reality television enjoyer, but I would be happy to go back to reality television at some point. But after doing two in a row, absolutely, we need a bit of a break. Um, let me let me roll in through here a little bit and tell you that some of these contestants have found some success since the show has ended. Um, Victoria, our our queen, uh, has been a backup dancer for True Miley queen. Cyrus. Um, and and like I mentioned, has also been... Why why did uh, it change the spelling of Cyrus? <laughs> Cyrus. That's Cyrus is S-Y-R-U-S spelled. Uh, in the notes. I, I swear. You know what? S and C are pretty close on the on the keyboard. I'm going to say that was just a mistype. Uh, I know how to spell Miley, Miley Cyrus. That's not it's not my problem. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, and then also mentioned she's she's been back on a number of seasons of of uh, Drag Race All Stars or just regular Drag Race. Um, Bebe, the winner, has a TLC show called Dragnificent. Oh um, my god! That... The drag puns are just yeah. as good as ska puns. I will take them in any which way. And and that show even uh, I'd need to I'd need to look it up and I'm not going to do it. But um, I remember that show wasn't originally called Dragnificent. It was something like uh, it was like drag, drag me to hell or drag me to the altar or something like that. It was a different (laughs) drag pun. And then they're like, now, what if we use this other drag pun instead? Um, But uh, baby does that with another uh, two uh, drag queens, I believe. Um, And Uh... baby is also. You you find Four, you find this information. Like, there are three uh, three others. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I was just. I mean, she looks great. Uh, it was no no. Keep talking, vamp. Yeah. yeah it's, no, it's yeah, three. It's great. three other um, uh-huh. drag queens. But what, and I'm trying to find the original, original name of the show. Drag yeah. me down the aisle. Which drag is what, me down the aisle. Close yeah. enough. Drag me to the altar. I was I was pretty close. No, drag um, is it. That's the one. Uh, yeah, Dragnificent's quite good. Um, Baby is also recorded four EPs. 
Um, that stands for extended plays, uh, Pierce. Yeah, I know probably, you're not much Maybe of, uh, you could probably like take some of that content, and put it into an album instead of doing this four EP thing, like you're a pop punk band from 2005. Um, Chanel uh, was in the 2013 music video for Lady Gaga's "Applause." Uh, Angina was in the 2009 music video for the Black Eyed Peas' "I've Got a Feeling." A which... great song. Yeah. Uh, Angina, I also believe, uh, was diagnosed with AIDS and is now like an AIDS advocate as well. Um, doing a lot of a lot of stuff with that. Um, like they, they all seem like almost all of them seem to be doing something uh, going yeah. on. I mean, Victoria says it uh, after she gets eliminated in that, like, I came in ninth out of thousands of people. Yeah. And that that also contextualizes like th- all of these drag queens are big wherever they're from. And and they're all people that have talent. So that doesn't surprise me that they went on to do uh, big things. That's pretty cool. Yeah. As for the show itself, uh, RuPaul's Drag Race is still airing right now. It's currently in its 15th season with 207 total episodes so far. It spawned a ton of spinoffs, including RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, RuPaul's Drag U, like drag university like drag a, it's you like a, down the aisle it's yep. like a no i don't i don't i don't think you can say that oh one. oh uh, university gotcha yeah yeah it's like a school theme it's like we're gonna yeah. teach you how to be a drag queen uh, and also rupaul's secret celebrity drag race i don't know what that means it's uh, like the mass singer but in drag <laughs> I, I certainly hope not i don't want to see rudy giuliani as a drag queen the please <laughs> please don't please don't do that Listen, to me i don't want to see rudy giuliani period uh fair enough fair enough uh, there have also been uh, lots of international versions of, of RuPaul's Drag Race. There's one for Thailand. There's one in the UK, uh, the Netherlands, Spain, France, Italy, Australia, and the Philippines, uh, among others. And there are gotta reports. <laughs> you gotta. Um, and there are also reports of adaptations coming to India, Japan, Singapore, and South Korea as well. And the, um, and the International Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, it's good. It was it was fun. It was a fun show. Yeah, uh, I, I have this vivid memory of I was hanging out in, in New York with a, a friend of mine, and I was like, "Hey, I'm, I'm do you want to go get dinner right now? I have this reservation. I bet I can add you." And he was like, "No, no, no. It's it's Drag Race night. Like, <laughs> and like was just going over to another friends, and it's like to them, it's Super Bowl Sunday, or it's like." Yeah. You know, watching football on, on a Sunday where you get all your friends together. So it, it's like Still it's so like important. when conservatives watch uh, Yellowstone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the fun people watch Drag Race and and. <laughs> oh man, Yellowstone is a show that we will eventually do because I got some to. things to say about that. I I am so curious about what the fuck that is. The only things I know about about Yellowstone one is that uh, Fox News wants to have like oh here's kevin costner talking to you about the real yellowstone and why <laughs> liberals yeah. are probably trying to kill it or whatever uh, i think and it's more about conservation I, sure sure yeah it's conservative all right i'll tell you that <laughs> uh, <laughs> and uh and then the other thing is that the fucking spinoff of the spin- like this, of yellowstone this is capitalism dude stars this is harrison ford uh, yeah when, yeah, you, when your spinoff show can have a much bigger more expensive actor than your main show i hate no no shade well a little bit of shade to kevin costner i don't know i i like baseball so i've seen a lot of baseball movies that he's in because he's the only one who does the baseball movies um but it's boring sport yeah 
Harrison Ford is a much bigger, more important actor than Kevin Costner is. And you got him to be on your fucking spinoff of your show. How fucking big is Yellowstone? That's that's nuts. It's scary. Uh, Yes. Someday we will do Yellowstone. We're not doing Yellowstone for our next episode. I no, I, I won't. Do you want to talk um, about what we're doing for our next episode? Yes, I would like to talk about it. This one was my idea, kind of. I think you mentioned it at one point, but I, I'm the one who said we should do it now. Um, I'm tired of doing all this m- mid-2000s bullshit. We're going to do something We need to do something from today. Something new, something raw, yeah. something... Uh, <laughs> uncooked. Uh, beefy. <laughs> yes, uh, something windy, something... Uh, Michael uh, Jordan. Uh, we're doing the bear. Filled with trauma. Okay, yeah, we're doing the bear. <laughs> we're doing uh, the bear. Uh, bear. The bear season two just came out recently. People are talking about the bear. I have wanted to watch the bear. I've got friends who keep saying, "Oh, the bear's so good." Um, and I'm like, "All right, fine. We'll fucking watch the bear." And if I'm gonna watch the bear, I might as well watch the bear for pilot program. Um, oh, yeah. So for like the next two weeks or however long it takes us to get to that episode, I'm going to watch one episode of The Bear, and then I will probably, um, this was not meant to be a pun, but I will devour the rest of those episodes as soon as we finish the first episode. I also, I'm not, I'm not going to make you do this, Pierce, and I'm not going to do this to myself, but I thought it'd be really funny if we did a double episode where we watched both The Bear and BJ and The Bear. Um, <laughs> what about the Care Bears? No, no, that doesn't work. It's not as funny. It's not funny. Oh, okay. it's, it's it's BJ and the quote unquote the bear. That's I don't like this. I think this is a bad idea. We're not gonna we're not, we're not gonna that. do it. We're not gonna uh, talk okay, about truckers with chimpanzees. Uh, but I did think it'd be a funny thing. Okay, it's a chimpanzee, but he's called the bear. See see the humor in that. The seventies were a wild time. You don't know anything about BJ and the Bear? I don't know anything about BJ and the Bear, and I wow. don't want to. Wow. Well, Until we do the episode. T- t- yeah, too bad. We're going to have to. 1979, I was right. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't We don't have to care about BJ and the Bear right now. All we have to care about is the Bear. Um, da, da Bears, if you will. And uh... <laughs> Hey, we're back. <laughs> um, so that'll be a fun episode. Uh, let's get into some plugs. Uh, if you like Pilot Program, great. <laughs> you can't do anything about it. <laughs> um, I mean, if you if you want to keep following the show, we're Pilot Program Pod on Twitter, as long as that continues to be a thing. Who cares? <laughs> um but you know what if you're listening to this episode you found it so i don't know listen to the other ones i i don't need to tell you where we We do this because we like it not because we need your financial support thank you for listening certainly don't go to our patreon because again we don't have one um as for me i'm at chase underscore kenneke that's k-o-e-n-e-k-e on twitter um i talk about video games and Usually not television, but if you want to talk to me about television, I'll talk to you about television. Um, The Cardinals are a bad baseball team right now, and I'm watching that on TV all the time. Um, It's hurting. It's hurting me every every day. Um, I do a couple of other shows, other podcasts. Uh, One is called The Casual Hour that I do with my good friends Bobby Pease and Johnny Amazich. We talk about video games. Uh, You can find that at thecasualhour.com. Or twitch.tv slash the casual hour where we stream every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 10.30 p.m. Central. That's 11.30 p.m. Eastern 
that's for you, Pierce. <laughs> I get those notifications when I wake up in the morning. Yeah, you're, you're already asleep by the time <laughs> we start recording any of those things. Um, and then uh, do I want to talk about anything else? I don't think I do. I, I've got other shows, but they're kind of dormant right now. So let's let's not worry about them. Pierce, you uh, are not um, a, a person who plugs themselves um, in, any, no, I'm humble. In, any, in any form. I'm of all the, about uh, giving it back. Yes. So instead of doing your plugs, you usually do a uh, a music recommendation um, outside of RuPaul's nineteen ninety three album Supermodel, uh, Supermodel of the World. Um, what would you like to promote as a uh, yeah? Chase, did you know I got a tattoo recently? Um, recently, no, no, I didn't know that. About a week ago. Is it a, is. Uh, what, what do we got? It's a Grim Reaper. Why? Because it's fucking badass. Uh, yeah, but why is it on you? You're not fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, but I can look down on it. I can feel like a badass. Um, okay. Anyway, I really like this. Is that, uh, is that like I, a, is that because of Diablo or something? No, I think there's just a lot of, uh, especially with music, but in, in the video games I play, I like the iconog- iconography. Iconography. You're a big um, fan of the Nazgûls from yeah. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. The Witch King uh, is badass. Uh, Diablo Four is a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of my favorite albums feature Reapers. What, on the cover. What's your What's your other tattoo? You said you've got a couple recently. Here. What's the What's the rose for? My daughter's middle name is Rose. Oh, okay. Uh, Top Hat. Is her last name Top Hat? <laughs> She, her name is Top Hat Rose. Yeah, good. Um, uh, and anyway, so I got this uh, Reaper tattoo. I just saw it. I, th- there's my tattoo artist. Saw uh, it? Like, you didn't even... Like, that's just, like, an off-the-shelf Reaper tattoo? No, so, no, so there's something called Flash, um, which is, like, artists, tattoo artists will draw, and then mm-hmm. they'll put it in a book or they'll put it on the wall, and yeah. you can just go into the tattoo shop, and you can be like, that's really cool. I want that on my body. Yeah, but but they don't burn it after they put it on you, right? So like no, somebody else can be can walking around. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't feel that's it. it hmm. You're someone who doesn't have any tattoos, and so you have a. I'm not. Uh, I'm not. But also, if I did do a tattoo, I'd want it to be one uh, completely original, um, to the point like nobody has it. Uh, that's why I'm not getting a fucking Triforce tattooed on my wrist or whatever. That's that's not, no, yeah. not going to happen. So um, here's my thing: is is Flash, especially if you go to. Uh, people that do um, uh, like a traditional American style is again, a part, a part of the culture and that it like originates from sailors essentially where they do the same things over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also just like, I don't know. It's cool. It's, it's an artist's work that you get to put on your body. And if you think it's neat, like it doesn't matter to me that someone else might be walking okay. around with this. All right. um, it has meaning to me because a lot of the bands I like, have reaper images on the cover like, who are those bands why don't we run down some bands give yeah, us some so actual th- music re- recommendations <laughs> sure uh there's a band called bell witch and their album mirror reaper is this like badass cover of this like giant multi-story reaper sticking his head through a mirror uh paul bear has an album called sorrow and extinction which features like this space reaper on the cover did um, did you did you talk about paul bear on our uh wrestling episode no, I talked about okay. uh, that in that episode. I recommended the 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 one that I've now. If I'm talking about it again, it's the third uh, oh, episode right. that I talked about it. The Gordon Ramsay freestyle by the rapper. right, right. I'm so sorry. Uh, yes, yeah. But anyway, this is a long way of saying my <laughs> oh, recommendation 
yeah for this week is an album that Get I've been digging into again. I got a tattoo. Pierce's recommenda- no, Pierce's recommendation to all of you out there is, I don't know, get yourself tatted up. You know what? Honestly, it's a, getting tattoo is not for everyone, but going to, a, going to a shop, especially for artists that you respect and like, and picking something off the wall is a lot of fun. And I would recommend doing that. But the okay. band that I've been listening to, probably because of the, the tattoo, because I just remembered them again, is a band called White Reaper. And they have an album from 2015 called White Reaper Does It Again. That is this oh, perfect garage rock album that's like 30 minutes long. It's this like lightning fast, like scuzzy, fuzzy, unhinged, uh, can, somewhat can, punk. I'm, I'm sorry to, to stop you. Can you tell me the difference um, between what scuzzy music is and what fuzzy music is? Yeah, so fuzzy, I actually can, yeah. Okay. So fuzzy has... Like, if you describe something as fuzzy, you would really be referencing, like, blues and, um, like, sort of, like, early Black Sabbath era, uh, like, slowed down, like, kind of chunky guitar riffs. Dronish? Maybe, like, definitely more baritone in it and like stoner music almost where scuzzy would be something more like a punk rock thing like that's that's like the crystal meth you snort uh you like you're smashing that on the the back of the toilet so when you're saying that this music is both scuzzy and fuzzy it it oscillates between those two things or does it layer them both uh on top of each other yes both okay yeah um all right anyway i just i've been listening to, to listening to white reaper a lot and they're also touring right now and i was thinking about seeing them so uh this album 20 from 20 you can you can yell at them hey i got this tattoo because of you guys for you yeah except for yeah um this except this reaper isn't white you never take my music recommendation seriously even though i take take your Uh, podcasts whatever it's called gamers on the casual you've you've Uh, never (laughs) taken anything i've ever done seriously sometimes i jump into the twitch streams and i know you don't listen to these albums you you just well hey hey not these albums no but i i do you you do make like a a a wrap-up of the year year end list and and i have listened to many of those songs you have um because i am a supporter of your work um Also, I'm going to I'm going to surprise you now. Um, I have I have purchased your magazine to be able to read to be able to read your article there, your short story um, within it. It hasn't come yet, but I'm I'm looking forward to reading it. And also, I don't know why I had to learn about it on Instagram instead of from from your. Yeah, I guess I could promote that. Yeah, I you should promote. I'm also a writer on the side. I my my short story has recently come out in santa clara review you can buy it online um can't buy it in bookstores so buy it online it's like it's like seven dollars and fifty cents it's not a big it's not it's not a lot go and support it thanks guys yeah thanks chase for for shot i support my friends you know i wish i could have gotten an advanced copy for free but you know i'll I'll I didn't even give one to my parents. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We should we should end the show um, and then I can continue to berate Pierce off air. Um, Looking forward to the bear uh, in our next episode. I think that'll be fun. Thank you all for flying with us on this episode of pilot program. And we will see you next time. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. Let me see what spring is like on 
a Jupiter and Mars. In other words, hold my hand. In other words, baby, kiss me. Fill my heart with song and let me sing forevermore. You are all I long for, all I worship and adore. In other words, please be true. In other words. 